Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Lord, let's give the Lord some praise. Can we do that? Are you glad about being in the house of God? I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the Life Church. Praise the Lord. Let's do that unto the Lord. I think it is proper to celebrate what God's doing. I have adopted a a deal in my own personal life that every time I feel the presence of God, I make a big deal of it. I make a big deal of it. Because there's people that cannot feel the presence of God. Those are facts. They don't have the ability to feel his presence. And of course, I know it's not all about feeling, but I like to feel his presence. I like to feel that nearness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's not all in the feeling, but because sometimes we have to praise the Lord when we don't feel like it. Like right now, some of you don't feel like praising God, but you need to go ahead and learn how to praise God whether you feel it or not. Because praise has nothing to do with what I feel. It has nothing to do with what I feel. It has everything to do with what I know. And I know he's a deliverer. And I know he's a way maker. And I know he can do anything but fail. And I know he can heal your cancer right now. I know your tumor can dry up right now in this building. Oh, I I feel the Holy Ghost stirring in this building right now. I wish somebody give God some praise in this house. I said, I know God can change your family situation in this building right now. Woo! My God, somebody give God some praise. I know it's Sunday morning, but we ought to praise the Lord with all we have. We only have one service, and it might be our last. I know God right now can heal your body. In fact, I feel the gift of faith in here right now. In fact, I believe all pain can leave out of your body right this very minute. I don't like to jump ahead of God, but if you have any pain in your body, I'm not jumping ahead of him. If you have any pain in your body, lift your hand right now. If you have any pain in your body whatsoever, if you have any pain in your body, lift your hand. This is not a trick. We're going to take authority over the pain in your body right now. We're going to bind it and cast it out of your body. And the pain is going to leave. And God is going to touch you right now in this building. Because the gift of faith is here. And the working of miracles is in this building. 
And because I want to work with the Holy Ghost and do exactly what he wants to do right now in the name of Jesus. Now, here's what you're going to do to get your miracle. We're going to speak the word of faith, and then you're going to open your mouth and begin to cry out hallelujah, and you're going to begin to praise the Lord, and the victory of the Lord's going to come near to you, and you're going to get your miracle, and you possess your miracle through praise. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm going home with my miracle today. I'm going home with my miracle today. Come on, look at them. Tell them, I'm going home with my miracle today. And then look at them and tell them, you're going home with your miracle today. You're going home with your miracle today. I said, you're going home with your miracle today. Mm. Lift your hands all over this house. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, I take authority over every sickness and disease in this building. I take authority over every infirmity right now. I bind it and cast it out of this body and out of this building right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the working of miracles in this building right now. And I command you to be made whole in the name of Jesus. I command you to be made whole right now. Right now in the name of Jesus, all pain leave. Right now in the name of Jesus, every pain and malady leave your body. Now in the name of Jesus, go ahead and open your mouth and begin to praise the Lord. Don't be, go, be, go ahead and begin to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Go ahead, it's leaving right now. It's leaving right now. Woo! I said it's leaving right now. Go ahead, praise the Lord. Go ahead, possess your miracle right now. Go ahead, move around just a little bit. Go ahead, practice the miracle just a little bit. Look at your neighbor and tell him, give me some room. I'm practicing the miracle right now. Go look at him, tell him, give me some room. I'm practicing the miracle. You might need to get out of your seat a little bit and just walk around here for a second. Come on, get out of your seat and just walk around here for just a second. I might preach here in just a minute, but right now we're going to see a miracle power of God demonstrated. Just get out of your seat and start walking around a minute. Practice the miracle. Yes. Practice the miracle. Come on, just get out and practice. This ain't time to cry. This is a time to celebrate. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Mm. Don't be waiting on no sermon. The waters are stirred right now. Don't be waiting on no sermon. The waters are stirred right now. Some of you must not be desperate enough to get it because you're not getting out and practicing it. I feel the victory of the Lord in here. We feel the victory of the Lord in this house. I feel the victory of the Lord in this house.
I feel the angels of the Lord in this house. Woo, hey, baya ba kuriya masondo, babaya ba katoya bashando bohotaya. Somebody's vision's being cleared up right now. Somebody's vision's being cleared right now. Somebody's cataract is being healed right now in this building. I was in a I, I was in a service some time ago and on the way to the service the Holy Ghost told me he said I'm going to heal people with bone spurs in their feet today and I was like okay I was just smart enough to believe God somebody said well I was just dumb enough to believe God no you're dumb if you don't believe God because God's greatest pleasure is to be believed his greatest displeasure is to be doubted. Well, hallelujah. And the Lord said to me, I'm going to heal people with bone spurs in their feet. And I was like, okay. So I get over there. And now, you know, they had a 9 a.m. service. Not, not much is supposed to be moving at 9 a.m., I guess. But I thought, well, God said it. That's what's going to happen. So I get in there. Wasn't real, real big crowd. Praise the Lord. Everybody came at the 11 o'clock hour. Whenever they come, praise the Lord. That's good. And so they get in there, and I said, the Lord said, he's going to heal bone spurs in this service. And ladies and gentlemen, I had no idea, but the pastor had, had suffered with bone spurs in his feet for years. And when the word of the Lord was released, that man took that word and upon it. That's why I said you have to practice the miracle. In other words, you got to get out and move around and start moving that arm or that leg or start moving that back. Praise the Lord. And that man got to praising God. The pastor got to praising God. And when he heard that word, instantly God healed all the bone spurs in his feet. And God was miraculous. God was glorified. And that man was healed. And I'm going to tell you one more time. If you need a miracle in this building, you ought to praise the Lord with all that you have. And possess that miracle through praise. Possess that miracle through praise right now. Possess that miracle through praise right now. Possess that miracle through praise right now. That's right, elder. Come on down here and just possess it. Just go ahead and take that miracle right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, go ahead, take that miracle right now. Every bit of the pain in your feet and legs go right now. Some of you are still a little too hemmed in. Just look at your neighbor and say, excuse me, I've got to get out and practice the miracle right now. If 
fibromyalgia, you got to go right now in the name of Jesus. I take authority over fibromyalgia in this building. I take authority over every autoimmune disease in this building right now. I bind you and cast you out. Every autoimmune disease, you got to go right now. Every digestive problem, you got to go right now. In the name of Jesus, I bind you and cast you out of here. And I loose the working of miracles in this building. I talked to a missionary yesterday on the phone. I talked to a missionary on the phone yesterday, and he says to me, he had this huge pocket of infection on, the, on his heel, and it was so bad that he could not put a shoe on, and he was in excruciating pain. It was uh, close to, uh, I guess this... I don't know the proper terminology. I guess the Achilles tendon or something of that nature. He went down there. The doctor, I mean, it was, it was terrible. He could not get a shoe on. He went down to the doctor. The doctor gave him, uh, you know, he said nothing was wrong with the Achilles tendon or anything like that. But he said, you got some kind of infection going on. Or, and he gave him some kind of steroid and said, you know, take this for seven days and, and whatever. And, uh, well, the, the God opened a moment on that call and we began to work with God and begin, and we spoke the word of faith and took authority over that infection and commanded it to come out of the body. I got a text this morning that all infection has gone out of that foot and all pain is gone I'm telling the life church, my Jesus is still a healer. And I don't care if it's a barren womb. I don't care if what it is. My Jesus is a healer and he can do it and he's doing it right now. Woo! I am not going to be preaching a philosophical Jesus. I am sorry to tell you, I am not preaching a philosophical Jesus. I am not preaching an intellectual Jesus. I am preaching a demonstrating Jesus. I am preaching a demonstrating Jesus because our God is a demonstrator. And I am absolutely, and I have felt it, I have felt it, I have picked up on it, and some of you are carrying it, but we're going to take, take care of it right now. I have felt it since I've been in here, and it absolutely has angered me. I am, I am fed up with it. Many of you in this room are bound by the spirit of fear. And we're going to take authority over it right now. 
I am absolutely sick of the spirit of fear controlling us, manipulating us, telling us what we can't do, telling us we can't have it, telling us we can't go. You'll just have to forgive me because I'm telling you right now, I had a man of God text me on the way here today. A man of God text me, a preacher of this gospel text me, and he, he got sick, and he's been sick, and, uh, you know, he's doing okay. But then he told me, he said, the spirit of fear came to him and told him he's going to have to go to the hospital. He's going to have to go on this, and he's going to go on that. I am absolutely sick of that. The spirit of fear has controlled us. The spirit of fear has told us we can't have revival. The spirit of fear has told us we can't recover. But that spirit is a liar. That spirit is a liar. And I take authority over the spirit of fear right now. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I cast it out of this church. And I cast it out of this city. And I cast it out of this county. I cast it out right now. I declare in this building I shall live and not die. And I will declare the works of the Lord. Come on, open your mouth right now. I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. I shall have a break for, a breakthrough like I've never had. God did not give you the spirit of fear. That did not come from God. God did not give that to you. God did not give you apprehension. God gave you a sound mind. When he gave you the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he gave you a sound mind. He didn't give you the spirit of fear, apprehension, inadequacy, insecurity. God didn't give you any of that. I know. Well, I'm good and mad right about now. I'm good and mad right about now. And I ain't mad at no individual in this building, nor out of this building. I'm mad at these lying spirits. I'm upset at them. I'm, I, I'm ticked off about it. Oh, okay. Some of y'all ain't upset about it. All right. You, 
You're not upset yet that every time you turn on some sort of dumb media, it's more fear and more fear and more fear and more fear. CNN fear, MSNBC fear, Fox News fear, every other kind of outlet fear. I'm sick and tired of it. Do I have anybody else that's tired of it? Well, you're a king and priest. It's time to get a hold of it and cast it down. I heard what somebody said. Well, Brother Wade, are you saying that COVID is not real? Absolutely not. I am not saying nothing dumb like that. I don't mind you quoting me, but don't misquote me. I am not saying COVID's not real, but I am saying there is a spirit attached to this thing and it's called the spirit of fear. And I might not be able to control symptoms. I might not be able to control who gets sick and why they get sick. But I tell you what I can do. I could take authority of the spirit of fear and tell that thing you're not going to stop the church of the living God. Oh, we're plowing through it right now. I said we're plowing through it right now. We're plowing through it right now. No, I'm not preaching no sermon. I'm trying to get you out of the spirit of fear. I'm trying to get you out of that fear that you've been living in. absolutely tired of it and if you were secure in the love of God and you have and you let the and you let God his love cover you you will not operate in fear well hallelujah we have all lost people that we love we have all lost people that we love. But I'm tired of coming to church and every, t- every other thing we say is COVID-19. I am sick and tired of it. I got a newsflash for you. It's not going anywhere. But neither are we. Did you hear what I just said? It's not going anywhere, but neither is the church. And the church is going to keep on marching. And the church is going to keep on taking territory. Do I have anybody in this building that's ready to get up and take some territory in here? I'm sick and tired of it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. It's not going anywhere. Newsflash, it's not going anywhere. And I'm going to tell this church of the living God something here. 
and I'm not going to be here much longer. I feel the victory of God in this building. I am not sitting through no more services, sitting there worried about, well, I just wonder if I'll be next. That, that, my brothers and sisters, is, that's real talk right there. I am sick and tired of coming to the house of God saying, oh man, I wonder if I'm going to be next. I wonder if I'm going to get XYZ next. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be in the lazy boy mentality. And I'm not going to be sitting there wasting opportunity. Now, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit in my house for months and months on end. Well, I'm going to say it one more time. See, I'm going to tell you what happens. When the enemy gets you locked in your house, then he can work on you because the Bible said, woe to him that is alone, for when he falls, he has nobody to pick him up. So he gets you locked in your house and then you start going nuts. I talked to a gentleman the other day. He said, bro, he said, I got, he said, I'm going to tell you right now. He said, he said, my mind, he said, I got, he said, I, I got quarantined in my house. And he said it was like I couldn't get out of there for months. And he said, the enemy worked on my mind almost to the place of suicide. So you're going to tell me that's God? You gonna tell me? You gonna tell me it's it's God for me? Because the Bible said we're two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm in the midst. So you mean to tell me it's God for me to get shut in where I can't have no fellowship and I can't have no move of God? Are you absolute kidding me? Oh my! See, I. I'm going to help you all out with something. All the cloud watchers died in the wilderness. All those that were waiting on God. God said, your carcass is going to die in the wilderness. Oh, well, praise the Lord. That's what the Bible said. I I didn't make that up. All those that were watching the cloud just camping out, they died in the wilderness. The Bible said in Joshua chapter 3, now you can sit down, stand up, do whatever you want to do. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to work with it. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to work with it. Joshua chapter number 3, God tells Joshua, Because I told this church Friday night, it's absolutely the will of God for this church to take territory. It is not the will of God for us to sit in cloud watch. Mm. Mm. 
Joshua chapter 3, the Bible said these words. When you see the ark, he said, you tell the people, when you see the ark of the Lord your God moving. Now, here's the optimal phrase in that passage. And the priests bearing it. Then you shall move from your place and go after it. He said, I'm going to tell you, he said, when you see the priests bearing it, that's when you move. Well, isn't that just for the preachers? Well, I have established several times in this weekend that you're a king and priest unto God. You are a royal priesthood. And the Lord dealt with me and he said, he said, now, I, I, I just did a little study. I, I, I'm not, you know, you have men of God in this, this church that are far more better at study than maybe I am. But in about just a few minutes, the Lord gave me a little something. And he made me to know that there was about, there was a 300-year window between Joshua and David. A 300-year window. So you fast forward to 2 Samuel chapter 6, and when they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into the camp. Now, when they own, now, now the, the Talmud tells us that they own, the priest only carried that Ark three times in 300 years. which means they only technically had a move of God once every 100 years. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying now. Well, praise the Lord. So you go to 2 Samuel chapter number 6, and here's they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into the camp, and Yuza stretches forth his hand to, to steady that Ark, and God kills him for touching it. And we want to bash Yuza. You can't be bashing Yuza because Yuza was not trained to be a carrier. Yuza was trained to be a keeper. Well, praise the Lord. And God is saying to the apostolic church, I do not want any more keepers. I am looking for carriers. God does not want us polishing the glory like some ancient relic. God does not want us polishing it like we're like it's some museum piece. This thing was meant to be carried out of this building. This thing was meant to be carried up out of here. And the spirit of fear will keep you from carrying it. But God said, I got some priests at the life church that got their minds made up. I'm tired of keeping what was meant to be carried. Oh, somebody will get on your feet and praise the Lord in this house. I'm not going to be here very long. We need a recovery of carrying. We need a recovery of carrying. And in order to carry, you got to get rid of the spirit of fear. Somebody shout, I'm a carrier. 
I am not just a keeper. I'm a carrier. I am. Now, see, the Bible said, now, now, listen, all of you precious young people, you're epic. You're awesome people. I love young people. I'm kind of, I'm kind of envious in some ways because they can run and jump and do all that. I can't do none of that. I'm not built for running. If you see me run, you better be running because something's on fire. Well, hallelujah. I'm not going to be running a 5K anytime soon. Somebody said, well, man, Wade, man, Wade you've lost 165 pounds. Are you going you gonna to be doing any running? I said, absolutely not. I'm built for comfort, not speed. Well, hallelujah. You don't see no aircraft carrier with speedboat motors on it, do you? Sometimes these carriers are slow movers. Well, but I like, I like young people because they got all kinds of youth. But the Lord began to deal with me. He said, I th- he said, it's a problem. We can train young people to run media, but we can't train them to carry his presence. Oh, okay. We can train them to run lights, but can't train them to carry his presence. Can train them to put a sermon together, but not how to carry his presence. I'm going to tell you young people right now, you listen to me. And I'm going to tell every person in this building, I want you to hear me. If these gifts only work in this building, they are useless. If the working of miracles only works while you're in this church, they're useless. But oh, God help us if it ever gets loose in Walmart. God help us if it ever gets loose in our schools. God help us if it ever gets loose. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to get on your feet and say, God, I don't want it just to work here. It's got to work when I get out of here. And the only way it can work when I get out of here is that I've got to be a carrier. I feel like shouting in this house. I feel like praising God in this house. God is raising up the life church to be carriers. Hmm. Hmm. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let's lift your hands one more time and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Tell God I'm tired of polishing something. (laughs) Come on, I'm I'm tired of polishing the glory. I'm tired of treating it like some relic. A carrier, a carrier, a carrier of the supernatural.
I will tell this church right now, it's categorically false for us to tell people to say that people don't want our doctrine. They do want our doctrine, but they don't want it without demonstration. We cannot keep telling people our God is a healer and then we don't demonstrate his healing. This is not a rebuke, ladies and gentlemen. This is an absolute word from the Holy Ghost that we've got to get out of polishing and keeping into carrying. That Ark of the Covenant had six rings, three on each side. And they had staves that would run through those rings. And when Moses was putting that whole thing together, young man, he said that those staves should never be removed. Why? Because it wasn't meant to be kept up like a coffee table. That's what this man of God has been preaching to this church for years. That's what this man has been writing books about in this, in this church. We need another recovery. We need a recovery of carrying. The apostolic church needs a recovery of carrying. We sat around campfires long enough talking about what used to be and what, what was and what we used to have. We sat around talking about it long enough. And it's now, it's time, a recovery of demonstrating and a recovery of carrying. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Come on, lift your voice and worship the Lord right now. The Spirit of God is in here. Thus saith the Lord, did not the woman find a coin in the dust? Did not the shepherd find the sheep in the wilderness? 
Did not the reasoning of the man return to him while he was yet in the hog pen? Behold, the Lord says, I am stirring up my people to sweep until they find the treasure in the midst of the rubbish. Until they find that sheep that's in the places of desolation. Until they find my sons that are in the hog pen. I say this day that this is what I will anoint. This is what I will bless. For this is my purpose and my desire. Behold, my people have said, we have asked and have not received. We have knocked at the door and it has not been opened. And we have sought and we have not found. But I say this day it is because many has asked amiss. Many has knocked on doors that did not lead to my purpose. And many have sought pathways that did not take them where my spirit was leading. But I say this day lead not to your own understanding because it is limited. But ask of me and I will give you the understanding and the direction so that when you ask you will receive and when you knock it shall be open and when you seek it shall be found thus saith the Lord lift your hands all over this house lift your hands all over this house come on pray in the Holy Ghost right now the spirit of God is hovering here I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for a carrier, I'm looking for a carrier, somebody that's wanting to be a carrier, I want you to get on your feet and lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm asking that a militant anointing come upon every bill, every person in this building. I pray that a takeover anointing would come upon you in this building right now. I pray right now a militant anointing would come upon every individual in this building. I pray that an anointing of carrying would come upon you now. A recovery of the anointing to carry. I prophesied upon the life church right now. I command a boldness to come upon you right now. A boldness that like a lion. A recovery to carry. Come on, it's all right to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's okay. It's all right to pray in the Spirit. This is an apostolic church. It's all right to pray in tongues in this building. 
In fact, the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more your faith is stirred up. An anointing of carrying upon you right now, the name of Jesus. I loose an anointing of carrying upon you right now. I bind every apprehension. I loose you to do the will of God and to walk in the ways of God and to walk in the laws of God. You will not walk in fear. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I loose the gifts of healing in this building. And I'm not talking about physical now. I'm talking about your confidence being healed right now. I'm talking about your faith being healed right now. I command your faith and confidence to be restored and healed right now in this building right now. Oh, it's happening. It's in this building right now. Some of you have suffered blows to your confidence. Sister Michaela Gleason, where are you at? Where are you at? Come to me really quickly. Come on, somebody lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost now. I want you to lay hands on these young ladies. God's going to restore something in them. God's going to heal something in them today. I want you to pray in authority, Sister Gleason. I want you to pray with apostolic authority. Something's getting ready to happen. It's going to shift, and they're never going to be the same.
Their confidence is going to be healed. In fact, if you have been suffering with wounded confidence, I want you to lift your hand in this building. If you've been suffering with confidence that's been wounded, if you've been suffering with moments of doubt, I want you to lift your hands right now. I command your faith to be healed. I loose the confidence of the Lord in your life right now in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Right now, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell this church something right now. It is an absolute sham and a shame. It is an absolute embarrassment to what God has given to us. For us as a group of apostolics to descend upon any city and us not take any territory. It is an absolute sham. It's getting real dangerous for hell right about now. It's getting real dangerous right now, Brother Santo. And I'm going to tell you why. I feel this militant anointing in this building. I feel a mil militant angels in this building. It's getting real dangerous right about now for hell. It's getting real dangerous right about now. Because I feel this militant anointing in this building. I feel an anointing of taking over this city. The captain of the Lord's host is in this building. I know, I know we're on the World Wide Web. I don't really care. I'm just going to tell you what I know, my brother. It is an absolute sham and a shame for to have a group of 40,000 young people descend upon a city and we go we just go in there and go through the motions and we just go in there and do a little patty caking and we leave out of there and there is no effect on that city there is no effect on that region I'm going to tell y'all right now, I'm going to tell you right now, that Bible you read is not a peace treaty. It is a war document. And words like subdue and dominion and dispossess And authority are not terms of peace. Right. 
There are terms of war. And the Lord let me know, the Lord has let me know that as long as my, vo- my church's voice is silent in my courts, the voice of the Antichrist is amplified upon the earth. God won't take our cities for us. I'm going to say it again. God's not going to take our cities for us. He said, I empowered you. I have equipped you. Now you go take it. 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 I'm telling you while you're teaching somebody a Bible study in their house, something ought to come down in that house. The working of miracles ought to come down in there. I'm I'm talking about demon spirits should be cast out and you don't have to have your pastor to do it. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to bring them to this physical location to get it done. Man, Brother Wade, you sound angry. No, I told you Friday night, God said, I'm going to put an anointing of confrontation upon my ministry. And it's not in their personality. And right now, there is an anointing of confrontation in this building right now. And it is the spirit of God confronting the spirit of fear that's handcuffed you and has made you feel less than what you are. I tell you in the fear of God, this is not my personality. If you go back and read Ezekiel 47, if you go back and read Ezekiel 47, where the water came out from under the altar, the further it got from that altar, the deeper it got. Translation, the deeper you get in the harvest, the further you get in the harvest, the deeper the move of God is. I'm going to say it one more time. The further you get into the harvest, the deeper the move of God is. We all should have an altar in our lives. But there should be a flow from your altar that carries you into the harvest. It flowed out the doors. It got past the ankles. It got past shallow waters. It got past the knees. It got past the loins. And finally it got so deep it was to swim in. You should have an altar in your life that the flow is so powerful from that altar, it 
it literally sweeps you into the harvest. And I hear a challenge from the Holy Ghost. I hear a word from God saying, oh, you're going to recover. But I want you to go out of this building recovered and recovering the ability to carry. Hmm. One more time, let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. God said, I'm, I'm putting a recovery on the life church of carrying like they've never carried before. Carrying. Carrying. God wants to put, an, uh, God wants to, God wants to call the apostolic church to recover. It's carrying. It's carrying. It's carrying. God put it upon me, I pray. God put it upon every individual in this building. Who's ready to be a carrier? 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 If you're ready to be a carrier, lift your hands one more time and praise the Lord and worship the Lord. Somebody said, that's pretty aggressive, don't you think, Brother Wade? Well, I'm sorry if that's the way people feel. I'm sorry that's the way people feel, Sister Gleason. I'm absolutely sorry that's the way they feel. But, and I know it's not popular. But I'm not trying to win a popularity button. I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. And God's not into this, God's not into passivity. This man of God that pastors this church and has led this church has led by example. I'm going to tell you what I know. He is led by example. He is led by example. And I'm sure there's people sitting over there scratching their heads say, well, I wouldn't reach out to that one. I sure wouldn't minister to that one. I sure wouldn't touch that one. Well, that's the problem. You're too busy polishing when God's got people ready to carry. I got news for you. I'm not after grandpa's experience. I got to have a walk with God of my own. I got to demonstrate on my own. And it's going to happen. Somebody shout, it's going to happen. I'm going to see the demonstration. That's what happened in the book of Acts. Everybody was demonstrators. 
Mm. We have made, some people have made this thing so mystical that they don't even want to touch it. I'm telling you right now, the gifts of the Spirit are not mystical. I'm telling you, the working of miracles is not mystical. And everybody in this building that has the baptism of the Holy Ghost has access to the working of miracles and the gifts of healing and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, everybody in this building that has the Holy Ghost has access to the word of knowledge, the gift of discerning of spirits, the word of wisdom, and the prophetic. And somebody shout, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. I'm going after it because I want to be a carrier. I'm going to be a carrier. I'm going to be a carrier. I'm not going to be a keeper. I want my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter, I want her to, I want her to be a carrier. My daughter is an absolute miracle from God. You mean to tell me God gave us all those miracles to get her here after my wife's water broke three times and God sealed the amniotic sack up two times and filled it back up with fluid and then my daughter was born 14 weeks early? You think, to, you think for one single solitary second that God gave us all those miracles for her to just polish something? God's given many of you in this building all sorts of miracles and you're setting on it. You're setting on it. When that miracle you have could be the key to liberate somebody else. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. This is an apostolic church. And this is not a keeping church. This is a carrying church. Okay. You see all these banners in here of different ethnicities? All nations? Hello? Every kindred, every nation, every tongue, every ethnicity. God has brought the world to the doorstep of America. Here they are. Mm -hmm. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I felt that bristle up. Let me try that again. I'm going to say it again. God's brought every nation, every creed, every tongue, every ethnicity to this nation. Well, hallelujah. Hello. And they're here. And we've got, to, we've got a responsibility to carry something to them.
Bishop Gleason, the, the Lord told a, man, a friend of mine some time ago, he said, I'm going to break the yoke off the neck of the nations. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to basically embarrass their gods openly. Did you know that he prophesied that in 2020? And did you know just a little bit ago, I wish I had, the, I wish I had it ready to, to show you, but did you know that in the nation of India, right this very minute, that they are taking their gods, their Hindu gods, and they're taking and throwing them into the streets by the thousands upon thousands. They're taking their idols and throwing them into the streets. You know why? Because this is why. Because they said, when in the middle of this pandemic, we called out to our gods and they have done nothing to help us. And we are done with those gods. You better hear me right now. God is breaking the yoke off the neck of the nations. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to get up out of here, but I wish somebody would go ahead and say, God, go ahead and do it all the way. I'm going to tell you right now, the video shows, the video shows front end loaders out there scooping up their Hindu gods and putting them in dump trucks and they're carrying their gods out to the city dump and burning them. You know why? Because they prayed to stone for years and it ain't done nothing. They're ready for a demonstration. And it takes COVID-19 to get a demonstration, then so be it. If it requires some pestilence to get a demonstration, then so be it. You know what COVID-19, it is not a disease. COVID-19 is a pestilence. It is a pestilence that was meant to humble the nations. First of all, the church. First of all, it was meant and designed to cause the church to repent. Well, hallelujah. In Punjab, India, we have a powerful man of God that gave us a report. People are dying in India like crazy. But I think they said they got 70,000 believers in Punjab, India, that has not been touched by COVID-19. Are they lucky? Absolutely not. But God has raised them up to be a testimony against the nations that there is only one God and his name is Jesus. 
I said there's only one God and his name is Jesus. And Jesus is going to be victorious. And his church is going to be victorious. If you believe that, you ought to give the Lord all the praise you can. I'm talking about that's your God. I, th- I said that's your God. That's That is not a result of somebody hiding out in fear. That is a result of somebody saying, I'm going to be a carrier while somebody else wants to be a watcher. I'm, I'm sorry I've taken so long. I'm sorry. I, I am not trying to wear on the patience of you precious people. I love this church. I, I, I would not take advantage of you in any sort of way. But I have such a drive in me from the Holy Ghost. And anybody that knows me knows this is not my personality. But I'm going to just tell you. In the book of Exodus, when God was pouring out when God was unleashing those wonders on Egypt, God put Israel in the place called Goshen. Hello? God put Israel in a place called Goshen. And after about the fourth plague, third or fourth plague, those people weren't subject to that suffering anymore. And the Bible said God put a difference between them and the Egyptians. About 70,000 of them, God's put a difference between them. And I believe God is going to do that in the North American church. And I believe God's going to do that in North America. I believe God's going to do that in North America. And he's going to put a difference between us and the world. And while everybody else is getting afflicted, God has got a barrier and has insulated the church. I believe it. I believe it. I believe he's going to put a difference between us and the world. And the Bible said on the way out, they spoiled the Egyptians. That means they took and got the riches of Egypt. And sitting in this building right now, some of you are more blessed than you've ever been in your whole life. I'm talking about in spite of stimulus checks. Well, hello. I'm talking in spite of stimulus checks. You've been getting raises on your jobs. God's been giving you more money than you've ever had in your life. God's letting you drive better than you've ever driven. He's letting you live better than you've ever lived. He's letting you... I'm telling you why that is. It's because God's raised up the life church to be carriers and God's not going to let one project in this building fail. And if you believe that, let's praise the Lord one more time. I'm going to give it to your pastor.
Come on. There is a difference. I said there is a difference between us and the world. There is a difference. Come on, somebody ought to praise the Lord in this house with all you have. I said you ought to praise the Lord with all you have. I have a difference. I am different. There is a difference between us and the world. Our God is alive.